It's your girl Rebecca and Lily in and person. <laughs> and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. And we're your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. This sounds quality, though. Lily is back. back I'm back. Back, back again. Again, again. Lily's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back. <laughs> Guess who's back. Guess who's back. With a good sound quality. <laughs> we have we have filmed, what is it now? Probably since April. It's like six, six seven months of just being over Skype. And yeah. I have seen you one time before mm-hmm. this, which is nice. But I feel like it's it's different when we record in person. It is. Just actually getting to see you and your facial reactions. Because we always, when we Skype during these calls, it's always audio because the audio level is better than mm-hmm. doing it through video. And sometimes the video lags. So we stopped doing the video sessions. Yeah. So it's nice to see Lily's face in person. I, I walked in and Rebecca's dog like lost his shit. Like it, Loki was more excited to see me than Rebecca. Loki was like, <laughs> I had to mentally prepare Loki. I was like, I hope you know that Aunt Lily's coming and he does his little head tilt where he like practically breaks his head off his neck. And he, his tail is just so strong that I thought it was going to put a hole into my wall honestly it, it was, was so loud i had a dog like that too i was on Where, the other side was it clyde you're talking about uh clyde had a heavy tail but our dog who you never met her name was buka was she had um a really she had a longer tail than clyde okay and she was a little taller so it was at like table level mm-hmm. so it would like knock shit mm, off yeah. of the table and everything buka's tail it was like like clyde's tail would wag on the ground and it would be like this but buka's was like <laughs> what oh shit i moved the mic there goes it's the okay. sound quality sorry guys if you guys are listening with headphones <laughs> should have warned you but too late uh so yeah so we are recording on veterans day this is the day that we'll probably be releasing the episode mm-hmm. And when I told you this idea, idea, Lily, I was not thinking of it being Veterans Day when we recorded this. I didn't even realize either. Yeah. So happy Veterans Day to all that have served or are currently serving. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you for your service. And so with that being said, Lily, what are we going to be talking about? You asked me that while I was taking a drink of my water. <laughs> I, I, I caught you off guard. I'm we sorry. are talking about haunted battlefields mm-hmm. and, and soldier ghosts. And spooky, kooky, ooky wartime things. Is, are all your battles based in the United States? Yes, I okay. try. I tried to find some foreign ones, but I I found one. But the person like didn't speak English, and it was really hard to kind of like piece together. Like yeah. a for effort on that person though, and like props to them. Me. But it was like I didn't want to misconstrue the, misconstrue the story. And yeah, it was really short anyways. So it was like you know, let's just. Well, when I was doing my research, there was tons of different battles and wars that have so many horrible stories but mm-hmm. with that being said the horrible stories there probably are some spooky kooky ookies going on yeah. even now hundreds of years later so this first one takes place at manassas manassas Mana- okay manassas battlefield and this is where the battle of bull run occurred okay and i remember learning this was one of my favorite one of my favorite my favorite subjects is history um, and I remember these history classes learning about, like, the Civil War and everything. So, 
before I like get into the story, just a brief history. So the first Battle of Bull Run, which was the name used by the Union forces, mm-hmm. um, which is also known to at from people who are on the Confederate side as the first Battle of Man- Manassas, is what how I'm going to call it. It's okay. probably incorrect, but welcome to this podcast. <laughs> so it was the first major battle of the American Civil War, and the Confederates won. So, um, this was on July 21st, 1861 in Prince William County, Virginia, and it was just north of the city of Manassas, 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 um, run through all the pronunciations. Someone will correct us. (laughs) When someone, when someone gives you red sauce instead of butter on your pasta and you say, man, a sauce. Oh no. All right, that's the end of this episode. Now I knew Rebecca's going to send me home. Anyways, um, and it's about 30 miles west of Washington, D.C. The Union's forces were slow in positioning themselves, allowing Confederate reinforcements time to arrive by train. Mm -hmm. So each side had about 18,000 poorly trained and poorly led troops in their first battle. Mm. It was a Confederate victory, followed by a disorganized retreat of Union forces. So the battle itself was a clash between relatively large and ill-trained bodies of recruits that was then led by inexperienced officers. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? So right? this is like me training you, Rebecca, like like giving you for a boxing for fight a, like- a boxing fight, yeah. And then you going out and wrestling instead. Like that's that's the equivalent of the Battle of Bull Run so far. Neither army commander um, from either side was able to deploy his forces effectively. Although nearly 60,000 men were present at battle, only 18,000 of them had actually been engaged. So I don't know what the hell the other 42,000 were doing. They were just, uh, did they just like snooze their alarm too much? Like what's going on? I think they were like plotting what they were going to do when they become ghosts. That's (laughs) what they were doing. They were sitting around like, all right, 2020, what are we going to do for this podcast? (laughs) So, um, a detail of the casualties. So, it was, up until it occurred, the bloodiest battle in United States history. So, within four hours, 50%, there were 50% of them casualties. Holy shit. In four hours. Yeah. Um, Union casualties, 460 were killed. Uh, 1,124 were wounded, and 1,312 were either missing, missing or captured. Oh my, oh, so, oh, so cap, you know what happens when they're captured. Not so good news. Yeah, <laughs> bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Um, Confederate casualties, there were 387 killed, 1,582 wounded, but only 13 were missing. So uh-huh. among the dead was Colonel James Cameron, who was the brother of Abraham Lincoln's first Secretary of War, Simon Cameron. Um, And among the Confederate casualties was Colonel Francis S. Bardo, Bartow, I don't know, uh, the first Confederate brigade commander to be killed in the Civil War. Yeah, so the first death of a brigade commander happened at Bull Run. So um, General B., I don't know who that is. That was probably earlier in the Wikipedia article. Uh, was mortally wounded, and he he died the following day. So that's that. So many deaths. It's 
it's crazy to think of how many people died. And pretty much you go into these battles, especially back then, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You're kind of just told the next day, like, this is what we're going to do. You're fighting for what you believe is right. Mm -hmm. Knowing that the chances of you coming back home to your wife and kids was probably so small. Yeah. It's 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 insane. Yeah, and a lot of that is still true today. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, and and I think, you know, when you think of the different types of ghosts, right? You have the residual hauntings, which is usually people who die unexpectedly, mm-hmm. right? And then you have like the hauntings who know they're there, and then you have like the malicious ones, right? But when you think of the fact that there were people captured, right? They probably were tortured, mm-hmm. and then killed yeah so you have the kind of tortured soul haunting that battleground Mm -hmm. and then you have the people who were just shot dead didn't even know it and might still be wandering you know waiting for the battle to begin so when you when you think about the potential hauntings you have not not just in this battle but every battle particularly Mm -hmm. older battles you know that were much less evolved in technology and you know there wasn't any camouflage jeeps (laughs) yeah driving around that were like bulletproof you know it was just like you it it was you and your bayonet and a dream i you know what's crazy is i I think it i think this may have been the revolution it probably was also in the civil war where you would walk in together and you had the front line with the drummer and everything and if (laughs) the drummer was shot you just picked up the guy's drums and kept going (laughs) like that is wild to me that is wild that they would just sit there and then be like okay fight yeah like I just I the organization of that like all right we're meeting here it's not like they had cell phones but like all right like I'm just gonna share my location all right other other uh team or what, what do they call them other armies or other military group here yeah. meet me here at this time oh we're running late meet me at the flagpole after <laughs> school three o'clock be there sharp meet me at Gettysburg Bartholomew like it's going down three thirty oh shit there was traffic too many ho- <laughs> horse accident it was just wild so you know? many horse and buggies on the road I ran into a five wheeler <laughs> um well that was before I think it was. Called uh, guerrilla warfare is when the, you know you're hiding, you're jumping yeah, out, and everything. Yeah. And I believe that began. I learned about it in the case of a, I believe South American war when I was in sixth grade. This is all wrong, and we're gonna get roasted for it. But that that's pretty much what it is. And before here, we had more of a and of course, like overseas and everything, it was just, yeah, like round up the troops. We're all going to wear bright red and, and just stab each other until one, like until there's no one, until there's no one left. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it was. So in these older war cases, there's a, there's just a lot more. And, and also I guess because it was so long ago, we have more time to gather encounters definitely you know what i mean there's 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 centuries worth of people who have gone Mm -hmm. and seen something whereas you know these you know like current wars and you know current you know mass shootings and you know just like not even international wars like civil wars in other countries and all that shit right you don't have as much time to collect yeah experiences isn't it crazy to think that there are currently civil wars wars going on in other countries right now as yeah. we speak? Like we like we don't really learn or at least 
I don't ever really see the news talking about these other wars going on in these other countries. <laughs> there, there's a lot going a on lot here. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on here. I feel like that's something that you potentially would learn more about in like a college course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sixth grade U.S. history, you're just like memorizing presidents, mm-hmm. learning about the basics, you know. And once you get into college and a more kind of, you have more options, more of a niche understanding of like World War One. like you learn about the Axis and the Allies back in Germany, mm-hmm. you know, or, you and know, and Russia and all that stuff a while ago. But you don't really see, but you might see that in like, you know, um, world history, you know, 201 at college yeah i think it's i think it's interesting too the way that and we kind of talked about this before we were recording like how people can perceive different events in time like if you were to go if you were to talk about world war ii to another country their information there may be a lot of parallels but there also may be things that they saw differently Mm -hmm. compared to what we teach in the united states yeah and i just i find that so interesting how our history is based off of people's recollection of it but what we learn in our textbooks may be different than textbooks in another country even in the state next to us yeah it's wild it's very interesting there um i see on uh i think it's like twitter you see a lot of like canadians kind of chiming Mm -hmm. in on what's going on in the u.s you know and it's interesting to see their opinion because like Though they're not, like, we're, yeah, we're, like, the same continent, but we're not the same country, mm-hmm. we're still kind of united, yeah, you know? Yeah. And and so for to hear their opinions, you know, is very interesting on current events, but you never really hear, you know... And, and I can imagine, like, in France, you obviously, when you're in primary school, you're going to learn more about French history. Of course. You know, you're course. not going to learn about, like, the Civil War overseas. Yeah. But again, in colleges there, you know, you might learn more about world history, and there might be a specialized class in the history of this, the history of that. And there are certainly books. You know, books are universal. Yeah. Anyways. Help your, help your public library. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so back to my story. This is going to be a long episode, but that's okay, because we, you know, it's making up for last week. <laughs> yeah. Last week was just bananas, honestly. Absolutely bananas. So, this one says, there's a battlefield near my house. Manassas Battlefield, and it's where the Battle of Bull Run occurred. I went there on a field trip when I was younger, and I remember them showing us these gravestones of a family that died during the war and thought of how creepy it was for them to be buried there. Imagine your whole family being buried on a battlefield. That is very weird. That's pretty strange. Graphic. Um, Then we went to see the outside of this house that looked super creepy, and I remember not wanting to look at the windows because I didn't want to see if anything or anyone would pop up. But the tour people said the whole place was haunted and the spirits roamed the fields. I didn't experience anything, but there's a book of pictures people took there and their stories if you want to look it up. So I did find some images. Oh, okay. And um, I have, like, the... um, safari link saved in my phone cool so i will post those follow us on instagram at just things podcast and we'll post that along with the announcement of this new episode yeah and um so yeah i looked up i there weren't any like links or anything in the comments and i found like some pictures and what i'm going to do because i didn't have time because i woke up late this morning but i found some photos of like you know photos taken at bull run battlefield so what my plan is to do is to kind of weed through them and find, like, a few of the best that don't seem... I don't want to say altered, because I know nothing about Photoshop, 
Um, but that seemed the most real, like, okay, it's not a dust particle. It's yeah. not a reflection. So it's I, paranormal. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll send them to you. Um, I should have done that ahead of time, but I woke up an hour late today. So <laughs> it was funny when I was texting Lily and I was just telling her, Hey, you know, bring this, bring that. Like I, I'm doing this. All of a sudden, I just get it, to, and I, I didn't hear from her. And there's like a certain point where I'm like, all right, at this point, she should be on the road if we're gonna record at this time. And I was like, all right, she's definitely oversleeping. And like five minutes later, I get a text from me like, I most definitely overslept. I will be back. I feel soon. so bad because I wake up most mornings at six a.m. And today I had to wake up at eight, and I just like couldn't do it. Yeah, like two extra hours of sleep than usual, and my body was like, no, let's make it three. Hey, look, you gotta listen to your body, and if you need those extra hours of sleep, and you can do it. Take those extra hours of sleep. We've got to take care of ourselves. I felt so bad, though. I woke <laughs> up. I'm, like, scrambling. Like, where's my ghoulie things mask? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't have a just ghoulie things uh, mask or any other of our merch, it's a perfect holiday gift for your loved ones. Or, you know, buy one for yourself. Uh, you can get our merch at tpublic.com. And just search just ghoulie things podcast. All right, Rebecca, let's get into it with you. Okay, so um, my research today, I decided to just focus on the Battle of Gettysburg. Okay. There's, There's a lot so there, much yeah. much to unpack. I yeah. feel like the Battle of Gettysburg and experiences um, of people seeing things at the site of mm-hmm. the Battle of Gettysburg could just be an episode in and of itself, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of condensing it into just a like 10 to 15 minute section. So, okay. Um, so the Battle of Gettysburg, mind you, I got this information off of history.com, uh, was fought from July 1st to July 3rd of 1863, and is considered the most important engagement of the American Civil War. After a great victory over Union forces at Chancellorville, General Robert E. Lee marched his army of Northern Virginia into Pennsylvania in late June 1863. On July 1st, the advancing Confederates clashed with the Union's Army of the Potomac, commanded by General George G. Meade, or Maid, at the crossroads town of Gettysburg. The next day saw even heavier fighting as the Confederates attacked the Federals, uh, Confederates attacked the Federals on both left and right. On July 3rd, Lee ordered an attack by fewer than 15,000 troops on the enemy center at Cemetery Ridge. The assault, known as Pickett's Charge, managed to pierce the Union lines, but eventually failed at the cost of thousands of rebel casualties. Lee was forced to withdraw his battered army toward Virginia on July 4th. The Union had won in a major turning point, stopping Lee's invasion of the North. It actually inspired Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, which became one of the most famous speeches of all time. So I actually put some information of the Battle of Gettysburg from July 1st, July 2nd, and July 3rd. I'm listening. Um... I'm not going to go into full detail of that, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this information. I'm going to also put it as a post on our Ooh, Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. So okay. people can read. Because like I said, this could be, th- these three days were a crazy three days. Yeah. And like I said, could be its own episode. Maybe we'll do an episode on Gettysburg. <gasps> that you would be know. fun. Um, we could do like reviews of like what they see like when they go there on like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. Because mm-hmm. they, I think a couple of them go back. They must have. They must have. Um, but if you want to check out this information of the day by day of what happened during this Battle of Gettysburg, follow us on Instagram at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. So with that being said, um, we're going to talk about the aftermath and the impact. So, um, let's see here. 
His hopes of the vic- of a victorious invasion of the North dashed. Lee waited for a Union counterattack on July 4th, but it never came. That night, in heavy rain, the Confederate general withdrew his decimated army toward Virginia. The Union had won the Battle of Gettysburg. Though the cautious Meade would be criticized for not pursuing the enemy after Gettysburg, the battle was a crushing defeat for the Confederacy. Union casualties in the battle numbered 23,000. Holy shit. Yeah, while Confederates had lost some 20,000 men, more than a third of Lee's army. The North rejoiced while the South mourned, its hopes for foreign recognition of the Confederacy erased. Uh, Demoralized by the defeat at Gettysburg, Lee offered his resignation to President Jefferson Davis, but was refused. Though the great Confederate general would go on to win other victories, the Battle of Gettysburg, combined with Ulysses S. Grant's victory at Vicksburg, also on July 4th, irrevocably, irrevocably, I can't talk today, turned the tide of the Civil War in the Union's favor. So I'm also going to then talk about the Gettysburg Address. So on November 19th, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln, shout out, babe. That's um, my man, my tall bay, <laughs> bay Abe. Abraham um, Lincoln. Babe. <laughs> his, his height got to me every time. Um, delivered his most famous speech at the dedication of the National Cemetery at Gettysburg. His now iconic Gettysburg Address eloquently transformed the Union cause into a struggle for liberty and equality in only 272 words he ended with the following quote from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain that in this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth End quote. I always felt like... And that's why he's Babe Abe. Babe Abe. I always felt like... You know how you have, like, those, like, icebreaker questions on, like, the first day of school, like, rarely on dates, but, like, on the first day of school, like, you could have dinner with anyone, like, dead or alive, who would it be, blah, blah, blah. And if I could, like, go back in time and witness one thing, it would, for sure, be the Gettysburg Address. Really? Yeah. And is and why would you say that? Why? Um, because we read it in like my, I think tenth grade. I believe it was my tenth grade history class. It was thrown up on that smart board, and the mm-hmm. TA, like the the like college student TA, was like, "Yeah, we're gonna read this today." And everyone groaned, and I was like, "Yeah, like not about it." Like I knew it was like a crucial speech and everything, but. We sat down and we kind of like analyzed it and everything. And I just feel like it would be cool to hear those words in his voice. Definitely. You know, like you think about like Martin Luther King's, you know, multiple speeches and all that stuff. Like you can read it, but there's also footage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, not that you're experiencing it, you know, because that would be amazing, but there's footage of it happening. You can hear it. But imagine like hearing Abraham Lincoln's voice say this 272 word speech that became iconic that still to this day people people quote they talk about they remember it what about you what would you pick if i can go back in time and And just like witness a historical event around the world it doesn't have to be the u.s oh wow that's a very interesting question like i i huh hmm wow i can't hmm 
historical moment in time. Honestly, I feel like I, this probably is so cliche and probably so many people would would say the same answer. Um, I would conservatively have to say experiencing the the moon landing. Okay, that's a good one. Because, you know, there is footage and things like that, but to actually watch it live. I mean, this was something that, at this point, especially in U.S. history, was was such a big deal. Yeah. And to actually experience that, uh, you see footage, but to experience that real time with everything going on, I just think that that would, it would, I mean, I still get Just the environment of it, yeah. yeah. Um, But specifically being like, being at NASA, like amongst okay. the people, you know, like, like in the watch control on TV, room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, being there in that moment and seeing all your hard work and so much sacrifice and time, blood, sweat, tears going into this and it being successful. I think. Yeah, you know what? That's that. a that's a really good one. Yeah, that's a really. good I've always one. found space and in- intriguing because if you look at it from a spiritual level, we are so like ourselves are just so small compared to the universe around us, mm-hmm. and there's more unknown than what there is known. And for that to, that was just such a great stepping stone into the development of what we know now. Mm -hmm. I I also like the conspiracy theories of like, oh, you know, the moon landing was fake. Oh, oh, I was about to say, uh, the moon landing is Stanley Kubrick's best work. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's the case, then I would want to be on set. (laughs) Book me. Um, But okay. So with all that being said... Uh, obviously Abe Lincoln addressed a lot of people die, but they were not to die in vain. There was a lot of residual hauntings mm-hmm. there um, that still happen at Gettysburg. A lot of people still to this day, if they dig, uh, they look close enough, people still find military buttons. Uh, so it's cool. insane. Insane how hundreds of years later people are still finding artifacts from that period of time. I think my mom might have gone to Gettysburg when she was a little girl. I believe I... Did I go to Gettysburg? I don't remember. I think I went to Gettysburg when I was little, little. But it, I was too young, unfortunately, to appreciate where I was at that time. Same with my mom. Same so, with my mom. Um, Definitely would love to, especially now with our background in paranormal and really enjoying reading history and connections that people may have with mm-hmm. paranormal and history. And mm-hmm. I'd love to go back and revisit really cool. that. Yeah. Um, so the first story I have is from a user on Reddit and their story is haunting in Gettysburg, Saks Bridge. So I went to Gettysburg with my girlfriend this past four days. This was posted a year ago. So it was a year and four days ago. (laughs) We went to the battlefield devil's den, Jenny Wade house, and we went to many of the antique shops and different stuff on the street. We went to this bridge called Saks covered bridge. It's a wooden a red wooden 100-foot-long bridge that the Union soldiers crossed on July 2nd, 1863. Rumor is that three Confederate soldiers were hung on the bridge and obviously now haunt the bridge. Well, while I was there, I saw carvings of names and loved ones on the planks of the bridge, and one of them said, Rest in peace, Dustin. It spoke out to me for some reason, and there were more than one million carvings on that bridge. So I took a selfie of me and the bridge in the background, and there was this blur on the side of my face in my picture. It was this misty blur on the left side of my face. Well, I didn't really think anything of it until this morning at 4.30 a.m. I heard a noise in my ear. I thought it was a far noise, uh, a far noise, honestly. It annoyed me because I thought it was my girlfriend, but it wasn't. 
It was in my left ear and she was on my right side of the bed. So I was just trying to go to sleep and I hear footsteps all around me for about an hour. Then I have a sore stomach and I start getting dizzy and lightheaded around 5.30 a.m. I start seeing shadows in the room, orbs, and I'm pretty sure I saw his silhouette in the mirror and the wall. He looked like he was looking into the mirror at me. It was just the strangest thing. I think maybe it was the rest in peace Dustin. He looked like the silhouette of a nine-year-old boy that was yearning for attention. He was a fast spirit too because he was darting around the room via shadows and orbs. It was the coolest thing ever. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So that was an experience after visiting Gettysburg. Okay. Um, Could be a boy that just happened to die in Gettysburg. May not be battle related. Mm -hmm. Could be battle related. You don't know. Could be, yeah. Um, but the fact that this was on a bridge where there supposedly were three Confederate soldiers were hung. Yeah. So it could have been one of those Confederate soldiers. You don't know. You don't know. So my next story is also from Reddit and it is titled, my mom met someone strange at Gettysburg. So this story is super creepy. Um, one of my favorite stories out of the stories that I found. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I archived a bunch that I'm like, oh, I'll save it if we do a Gettysburg episode, but mm-hmm. I had to put this one in here. Okay. So when I was 12, my family went on a long vacation to a few places on the East Coast, stopping for the tail end of the trip in Gettysburg, PA for a few days. Mm-hmm. Because my brother, who was 16 at the time, was the biggest history nerd, we went on all sorts of tours through the battlefields. One of the things we saw frequently around the battlefields were groups of reenactors pretending to be either Union and Confederate soldiers. These men usually stayed in groups together and stayed in character. I think I was walking somewhere with my brother or dad and was not paying attention to what my mom was doing, but she came back to meet up with my family, saying that she just saw one of the reenactors by a tree with a camera around his neck. According to my mom, he was asking people if they wanted to take his picture next to the tree, and my mom loves taking pictures of everything, (laughs) so of course she did. She mentioned that his uniform looked dirty, and he seemed kind of tired and worn out, but we didn't think anything of it and moved on. Think about that part of the story because that's important for later later that night we stopped after dinner at an ice cream shop for dessert and my mom wanted to take pictures of my brother and I next to the old shop with our giant cones but her camera's memory card was full this was around 2005 maybe so phone cameras were incredibly primitive and point and shoot digitals had small memory cards of only 128 MB or so so my mom was so mad at my dad for not letting her get a bigger memory card to bring on the trip. <laughs> and we couldn't find anywhere nearby that sold memory cards. So she started deleting pictures on the card that were blurry or mm-hmm. badly exposed to make room for new pictures. I remember doing that shit. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. before the school dance. Oh, I remember yes. going to the school dance like, I don't need this picture because we're all What's more important, go. yeah. <laughs> As she was going through and deleting the pictures, I very specifically remember her finding just a picture of a tree and asking us if we remembered when she'd taken a picture of a tree with no one else oh, around. Since it didn't seem important and was probably an accident, she deleted it. A few days later, we were driving home to New England. My mom was in the front passenger seat looking through her camera again to see what pictures she had taken throughout the whole trip. As she was looking, she got confused and told us she could not find the picture she'd taken of the reenactor she had run into with the camera around his neck. She had looked through every picture and couldn't find it and didn't recall seeing it the other day when she was deleting pictures off of her card. Then she remembered the picture of the tree with no one there, the one she deleted before because she thought it was just an accident. According to my mom, that was the tree that she had found the lone reenactor standing under. She's completely convinced that the picture she took of the reenactor was the picture of the tree with no one there because the reenactor wasn't just some actor, but possibly a ghost or spirit left behind. 
My mom is 100% a believer, and I'm and even though I'm often skeptical, every time I think about this vacation or she tells me tells a story to anyone else, I still get chills to this day. That's amazing. Yeah, fucking wild, right? You just okay, I'll take a picture. My, my mom's such a such a camera hog in the sense she needs to take pictures of everything I love following your mom on Instagram and she spammed me with likes last night oh my god she's 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 getting there she's learning the Instagram thing (laughs) slowly but surely but wild you just say oh I'll delete, delete this you think you just took the picture of it randomly and whatever and then next thing you know that's that that's crazy. I would taking a picture of a ghost. I would immediately the second I saw the picture of the random tree, like my stomach would sink into my butt. Yeah, but at the time she was just quickly deleting things because she was like, I just want to take pictures of my boys, this, that, the other thing, and then she ended up just deleting a picture of what was a ghost. Oh well, actually, there was and, nothing and, there. And but. this is like before you could like view your deleted pictures mm-hmm. to like double check and be like, are there is there any kind of mist in there? Like yep. that shit's gone. Yeah, she was just going through it quickly. Just thought it was a quick snap, and it ended up being something more. So my last story for today um, is titled "Story: The Ghosts I Saw at Gettysburg." Where are you finding all these good stories? I had such a hard time. I didn't sleep in today, so <laughs> I had time. <laughs> I was looking, I spent so much time looking, but what you had told me you were doing Gettysburg, so I was looking for things that weren't Uh Gettysburg. It's hard, and there's so much to do on Gettysburg. That's the problem, I I was like, okay, I'll cave, I'll do one Gettysburg story, and then I was like scrambling to find anything Mm -hmm. that wasn't. Well, this one, let me introduce this with, I am not setting out to prove anything, officially I do not believe in ghosts, ghouls, specters, apparitions of the dead, or anything like that, but I did see something on the battlefield at Gettysburg, something I cannot explain, or simply write off as fake or imagined. So when I was in eighth grade, my Christian school took our um, our typical Washington, D.C. field trip, and on the bus ride to the Capitol, our school had arranged for us to stop at Gettysburg, a major battlefield during the American Civil War and supposedly the most haunted site in the United States. I'm a huge military history buff, so I was super excited. My friend Caleb, however, was really into those ghost hunting shows. I didn't like them. They scared me. Now, our school was super religious, like... God created man and dinosaurs to live side by side and vote Republican together religious. Oh so Caleb, I think it's Caleb, was expressly forbidden from doing any amateur eighth grade ghost hunts. However, this did not stop him from taking pictures on his fancy new digital camera. Good and, for good for Caleb. Right? And take pictures he did. From the time we rolled into town on our Greyhound bus to the moment we exited the city limits, Caleb was taking countless photos and videos, mostly out of the windows of our bus, as it was a cold, foggy, rainy day. That's like the perfect setting for a ghost story. That night when we got to our hotel, Caleb would show me photos he took on his camera when he thought he'd found something. Most of the time I'd respond with, dude, it's just our reflections on the window, or it's a smudge, nothing more. But there was a picture, and later a video, I simply could not explain away. There was a picture of one of the cannons that are scattered across the battlefield, and next to it was the torso of a man. (gasps) This picture was taken from inside the bus into a foggy, rainy day, so there could have been any number of reflections that could produce something like it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have given it a second thought if it weren't for the fact that this guy was clearly wearing a a Union uniform. Being the military history nerd I am, I could clearly discern the big brass U.S. belt buckle, the white leather canteen strap, and the canteen itself. 
Even the buttons were clear as day. I was impressed, but still unconvinced. It could be a statue, I thought, and still sometimes think, but there was no doubt about the video. So mm. the, the video was of horses galloping over the battlefield, spectral horses. You could see their rear legs and haunches, the lines of their backs, even the rippling of their muscles clear as day and galloping across the field. We flipped. Of all the YouTube videos I've seen, of all the documents, uh, documentaries I've watched, I have yet to see anything quite as clear as this. It could not be written off as fake. So needless to say, we went around making believers of our entire eighth grade class. That brings the grade fucking together. Yeah, that is. Eighth grade is when the drama starts mm-hmm. and they're un- they are unionized now. And exactly. So- Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> So cut to 8 o'clock the next morning. Mrs. Daniels, our uber-evangelical English teacher, storms up to us during, um, during breakfast. So I hear you caught a ghost, she sneers. Let me see it then. Bitch. So we showed her, naively thinking we'd make a believer out of her as well. She took the camera and promptly deleted the picture and video and proceeded to lecture us on how ghosts can't be real because people either go to heaven or hell when they die. Anything else is the devil's work and to seek out ghosts is to seek out the devil or some such nonsense. Fucking bitch. That's not even... I mean, listen, I get it. If you're at, like, they said Catholic school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're at a Catholic school, like, you are kind of, like, playing with fire or whatever, but for this teacher to just, like take their belongings and like manipulate them yeah that's not fair i think i fuck think you mrs daniels so, yeah fuck you but i think she also saw it and was like oh i can't explain this i can't so, be wrong yeah so it bummed us out for the rest of the trip that we let her delete those photos it still bums me out today really i have never seen anything quite so convincing as those images to this day while i do wish we could have posted them online i also doubt they would have had the impact to others as they did when we experienced them You'd have countless people setting up ways we could have faked it, and no one would have really bought it. But that class all knew we were just two eighth graders with a camera that happened to catch some seriously weird stuff. Makes me think to this day that if you really want evidence for the paranormal, you just have to go out and experience it for yourself. Nothing else will ever be as powerful or as convincing. The end. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is my research and my experiences that I found on the Gettysburg battle damn and now i have to do more of my bad stories i think that your story is gonna be fantastic you never disappoint i know but like my first one just had pictures well you're gonna i don't have pictures because all of them got deleted by fucking mrs daniels so you have stuff yeah, that you can fuck post off on mrs daniels <laughs> so you have stuff you can post on our instagram uh, again follow us on instagram at just ghoulie things podcast so while you're pulling that up i'm gonna okay. stop this and then we're gonna come back because i'm gonna pee okay sounds good I am back, I am emptied, and I'm ready to hear Lily's (laughs) stories. Okay, so these two kind of go hand in hand. Like I said, I was having trouble finding anything that wasn't Gettysburg, and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have like a duplicate story situation Uh or whatever, but I figured this pretty much fit the theme, and it is regarding the Civil War, Civil War soldiers who saw a ghost. So... People that fought in the Civil War were seeing ghosts. Yes, there's a couple wow. of accounts. So these are my these are my two. Awesome. Okay. So shit, I scroll. Okay. So apparently, you and this this is all from Reddit. Union soldiers in the 20th Maine saw the ghost of George Washington just before the legendary charge at Gettysburg. Ooh. 
So the story goes that during their defense of Little Round Top, the outnumbered Federals began to run out of ammunition and were flanked by the Confederates, then surging up the slope. It was during this moment that a pale figure in antiqued clothes... It's crazy, like, how we bundle up, like, the Civil War with George Washington all as being just, like, old shit. Mm -hmm. But even in the Civil War, George Washington's attire was considered antiqued. Yeah, because that was what... What what would that be? Like around 100 years. years ago, right? Yeah. Wild. Um, but it's crazy how, like, at least in, like, my small pea brain, it's like, yeah, it was all old. It was early on in the country. Well, that's just how crazy history is and, like, how how we learn history and how we group things together. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw something online that, if you think about it in this perspective, Martin Luther King and Anne Frank are the same age. I'm not okay. Yeah. But you think they're just completely two parts of history, like no relation, but they were actually the same age. I saw something similar that was like Cleopatra reigned like closer to the moon landing than the actual building of the pyramids. What? I don't know how true that is. It might have been hyperbole, but like that fucked with my brain too. That is very crazy and when you think about it like you ever hear happy new year people are like oh my god happy 2020th birthday planet earth and you're like no 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 that's not how it it worked and you think about like how before that there was shit going on whole other civilization whole other yeah yeah that that one fish had to go and walk that's essentially the that, that's the own, theory. Couldn't mind its own fucking business in the water. That's the theory. The fish grew legs, walked, and then humans were made. That's how it goes. Loki's looking at <laughs> Loki's like, you know, that's not at all accurate. Oh god! You saw his face. He was like staring me down, like Lily. There are chil- There could be children listening, and you're giving them false history, fake news. I Lily is the fake news source. <laughs> Loki. He's trying. He's knocking, but he's gonna cry. Loki wants bring him in here. Loki wants to be part of the podcast. Should I let him in? Do it. All right. Only because Aunt Lily wants him to be a part of the podcast. Hi. Look, he comes right over to me. Does he know he's gonna get the attention? We're about to hear the pitter patter of tiny paws for the rest of the podcast. And crying. Okay, Loki, you're going back. You. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do your research? No. Then Loki, you, you overslept. Who the fuck oversleeps <laughs> on podcast day? He does. You don't see me pulling that shit. I come fully prepared. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So anyway, so he's in antiques. I just almost just dropped everything. Loki's eating. Okay, he has his lunch break. Loki wants to have a like a cameo. In the fucking episode. Okay. So, pale figure in antiqued clothes and bearing a strong resemblance to George Washington, he rode into their midst. Not missed, midst. Um, the figure rode up and down the Union battle line, raising the spirits of the Federals while spreading panic and depression amongst the Confederate ranks. That's what I do at family events. <laughs> Just panic and depression. Um, this, this figure survived concentrated fire from the Confederate soldiers who thought it was a high-ranking Union officer since it was mounted on a horse. It is said that this figure, 
this figure rallied the Union soldiers to such a degree that the men of the 20th Maine charged down the hill. What? This counterattack broke the Confederate offensive, saving the Union left flank. I don't know what those last words mean, <laughs> but George Washington's ghost had a big impact. Shout out GW. My man G-dubs. Um, G dubs. Um, apparently, there were so many eyewitnesses that the Civil War Department sent an officer to investigate. Wow. Yeah, so even back then, they, you know, they wanted everything to be accredited. It's just so funny to me how people in the 1800s were experiencing ghosts, but I shouldn't even find it that crazy because the, the idea of spirits and ghosts have mm-hmm. been way before our time. Like, yeah. What's so funny is that reminded me of that post. I I saved it to send you. I saved it on my lunch break. I was going to send it to you. And then like a couple hours later, you send it to me of Wendy Williams dancing to the like 1700s music. And it's like me studying and my ghost jamming. It's a real though. So I don't know how to share it. Should we share it to our... Uh, you know, I'll screen, I'll screen record it and then repost okay, it. Okay, good point. Because it was, I was peeing my pants laughing when I so saw funny. that. So funny. I saw it and immediately thought of you. Me too! Aww. I don't know why I didn't send it to you right away. I, like, I Just saved it. I was like, I was like, I'll send it to Rebecca. Um, so, and then my last kind of like encounter and like my last story overall. Um, in the 1870s publication, The Civil War in Song and Story, there is an interesting account of a newspaper journalist who interviewed John Calhoun shortly before he signed the Declaration of Secession. And in this article, the journalist relates a story that Calhoun had told him. The night directly before Calhoun was to sign the Order of Secession, Calhoun had a dream where the ghost of George Washington paid him a visit. <gasps> George Washington is just the main character in the Civil War. We didn't even know. We're all extras. We are. This is big main character energy. The night directly before Calhoun was to sign, he had the dream. Um, Washington told Calhoun basically how upset he was that Calhoun was even considering breaking away from the (gasps) Union. Washington warned Calhoun that if he needed signed... That if he indeed... Sorry... If he indeed signed the secession papers, he would wear the black spot of betrayal <gasps> in his palm forever after. Even Loki isn't happy about yeah. this. Loki's in distress over this George Washington ghost. With his warning given, Washington's ghost departed. Mm. On the day Calhoun signed the secession papers, the journalist stated that the man kept looking at his hand. When the <laughs> deed had been done, Calhoun is observed by the journalist to have hidden his hand out of sight. Personally, I've never read any primary sources about the soldiers telling ghost stories during the war. Would love to find some, but I have yet to come across any. However, I do know that the soldiers in the Mexican-American War in 1847 through 1848 have told some tales about paranormal, supernatural, and superhumanly happenings. I know of at least one soldier from Texas who later recorded the stories he heard during the Civil War. So I'd imagine the Civil War troops would have a story to tell would have a story or two to tell. I hope this helps. The end. Oh my gosh. We totally have to do an episode on that on that battle mm-hmm. right there. Oh, oh my god. The Mexican and American War, yeah. I mean wow. they're so I'm about to sound like such a basic bitch. But hear me out. Okay, let's hear it. There's so many wars. 
Wow, Lily. That's what you're getting. There's from this the episode. Gulf War. There's the Mexican American War. I hope those two aren't the same thing. I don't think they are. There's the wrong obviously, bitch. you know, the Iraq War. There's, you know, World War One, World War Two. There's the there wasn't that like there was the Chinese War um, with uh, like Great China and the rest of China, and that's why the wall was built to avoid an attack. I think so, Lily. Again, you're talking to the wrong bitch about this for for verification because I was in AP no I was in pre-AP history and Mm -hmm. then when I was able to take AP history I was already taking other AP classes and I heard the AP history was harder because you have to remember dates and things like that and I was not good at remembering dates Mm -hmm. and etc so didn't take AP history glad I didn't uh, because I probably would have failed it gotcha yeah my my history courses focus primarily well at first like you learn a little bit of world history and everything like um, did you have a class that everyone called A-Push? No, what's that? So A-Push is APUS History. So okay, well, that would have been the class I would have taken. Okay. okay, yeah, so I didn't qualify to take A-Push. I wish, I kind of wish I did, but it was a lot of work that I just didn't want to do. Yeah, a lot of papers. Yeah, but I, I didn't qualify because, for it because um, once I went into my sophomore year of high school, that's when I went to the new high school, and they had options for these, like, learning communities. And the one I did uh, focused on, um, like, it was called CSJ. So it focused on social justice. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was really it was really cool. But you focused mainly on stuff that happened in the U.S. Okay. But it was really cool because, like, um, you had... It didn't have anything to do with um, science or math. Those, mm-hmm. you were just, like, on your own. But your English and history classes were linked. I like that. So it was the same group of people, and Uh you would go from history to English, and you would talk about the same thing. So, like, when we were reading um, Frederick Douglass's autobiography, we were studying the time Frederick Douglass lived in. See, I love that, because... It actually, you, you learn so much more when everything's tied together, and I feel like you get more out of it. And I bet you you remember a lot of stuff from that. I do. I don't remember shit of what I learned in high school history. Okay, do you want to hear like something like big brain Frederick Douglass moment? Let's hear so it. So he didn't know how to read. Really? Yeah, so what he would do was he would hang out with the kids who knew how to read. And if I'm remembering correctly, like, Frederick Douglass was black and these kids were white. They were all, almost all literate or, like, learning how to read. Mm -hmm. And they did this thing where they would draw letters in the sand. Okay. And, like, talking about, well, this makes this sound. And this word starts with this letter, right? And Frederick Douglass didn't know how to read. He didn't know the alphabet. Mm -hmm. So what he would do is he would go with, like, the few letters he knew and be like, well, I bet you guys don't know this letter, right? And it would be, like, the letter A, something super simple and easy to remember. And they would say, oh, you think that's hard? Here's the letter Q. And that's how he learned. Wow, so he finessed the system. He totally finessed the system and learned how to read. I love that. I hate that that had to be how he learned. Yeah. But it's... That's just such a beautiful story in the sense of making the situation that you have and overcoming those boundaries and yeah, look at, at the history that Frederick Doug- Douglass had yeah. made um, with all of those hurdles in the way. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's amazing. All right. So, so this is this yeah. episode is really just history things. Like that's just history <laughs> for real. This is a history. List. Honestly, if we just had a cup of wine each, this would just be drunk history. So. <gasps> 
Yes. Okay. But um, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things. Thank you so much for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with before we shout out our socials? Um, what do you guys want us to talk about next? Yeah, yeah, because definitely let us know. We are, you know, getting to the point of where like we have ideas. But, like, we don't want to keep on, you know, if there's anything, like, really specific you guys want us to do, like, I don't know, like, the history of mermaids. Yeah. Or, like, you know, top, uh, do, like, a top three cryptid, ep- cryptid episode. That could be mm-hmm. fun. Or, you know, anything like that. Um, you can DM us on our social medias or email us, justgoolingthingspodcast at gmail.com. And we will throw those social medias at you right now. A lot of a lot of our beginning episodes were recommendations of when we posted on our Instagram story, asking questions mm-hmm. of what do you guys want. And we took screenshots and mm-hmm. we pretty much ran through I think a majority of the suggestions mm-hmm. we had a couple of them I think we paired in with other topics because maybe it wasn't enough to make it a full episode yeah. but uh yeah we we're now making part twos and part threes of different topics and I we don't mind doing it at all yeah. but we would love to learn something new ourselves yeah so definitely send your suggestions our way uh so let's get started with the social media shout outs Okay, All I'm right. My body is ready. Oh, this is gonna be so good doing it in person. You get to All see right. my faces. Yes. Okay. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Schooling Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter JGT Podcast. Facebook like page Just Schooling Things Podcast. Facebook private group Just Schooling Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon Just Schooling Things Podcast. Uh, you can buy our merch at T Public. Search Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, Boo <laughs> Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.